Hello, and welcome to another FOMOcast. We have Tim live in studio. So literally, we are watching everything, hearing everything. It's so much easier to edit and do stuff when there's no one else here because technically you're not dealing with... I haven't used a second mic since last time he was here. That was what? 4th of July? Yeah. It's been months. So Tim's in town. We're going to knock this out. Say hello, Tim. Yeah, hello, Tim. So we got a lot of stuff from, you know, we uh, delayed it a little bit because Tim was going to be in town. So I was like, you know what? Let's go ahead and we'll see what we got going on. So we waited a little bit. Um, so we're going to go into everything. Make sure you follow us, FOMOcast, on Insta- uh, on um, Facebook, FOMO Podcast on Instagram. Posted a couple of photos today. Go to FOMO underscore cast on Twitter, which we post when we're going live playing games. Um, also, make sure to go to FOMOcast Gaming on uh, TikTok. we got some fun gaming highlight videos. And then you can also find uh, our gaming page at fb.gg slash FOMOcastGaming. And that has basically um, where we go live and where we play. So it's a lot of fun. Kind of trying to be interactive, but, you know, sometimes it's not as much because... You know, life happens, whatever. Um, you know, when we get into the game, me and Tim usually get pretty pretty into it. Um, but let's get started. The first thing, um, so I saw Tim shared this, and I was like, man, I thought he already had a stroke not that long ago. Uh, so Sinbad had a stroke. Now, didn't he have a stroke or something like that not too long ago? He could have. I don't know. I didn't really look too much into it. I just, I mean, you don't really see that much of Sinbad anyways, so, or hear from him unless, I mean, it's like most of these guys were, they kind of have their careers and then go into retirement. Um, They only surface normally most of the time in the social media is when anything negative or health uh, issues happen. Right. Kind of stinks that last uh, episode was Alex Trebek and now this one it's Sinbad. Uh, having a stroke so figured get it out uh get out of the way early but i mean he he could have i remember hearing something about it but i didn't really look too much into it yeah i can't remember i know he's had some health issues in the past so it wasn't like you know it wasn't shocking but it still was kind of shocking um i'm looking at it right now and it's not saying too much uh oh okay so we'll say, so he, his wife, this was crazy. I just looked at, he married his wife in 1985. They divorced in 92 and got remarried in 2002. So what, 10 years apart? Yeah. 10 years later, they got back together and got married again. Wow. Oh, so it says he's a bad tax debtor. So he didn't pay his tax, taxes. So yeah, I don't. I don't know. I guess I guess I was wrong about it, but we hope for a speedy recovery. Um, he's in some of my uh, favorite movies, uh, especially um, I love him in Jingle All the Way. So if you guys want to watch a fun movie right now, go watch Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way. If you don't know, it's got Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he's going to get Turbo Man, and uh, Sinbad is a character in it. It's pretty awesome. Uh, so we hope for a speedy recovery for him because he is a funny comedian. Yeah, it did say right here, medical issues 10 years ago. He went through a very n- difficult knee replacement surgery and gr- grueling recovery. That's what it was. Uh, we saw him We saw him in Minnesota. When I was in Minnesota, I saw him. Really? He was, he was on 
the little cart driving through. And uh, when we got to the airport, we were actually coming in, and I saw a couple of people that I worked with, and I was like, wait, is that Sinbad? And someone's like, that's Sinbad. And I was like, that's kind of random. So huh. we just asked one of the other people, I'm like, was that Sinbad? And they're like, yeah. And I go, that's crazy. Yeah. You know? And then I guess over that, um, ended up in the hospital a few years later and having to have a double fusion spinal surgery. So it's to say the surgery took over 10 hours. So despite those issues, still got out of there and did what he does best and make people laugh. So, yeah, it seems like a couple years, no, uh, I mean, medical issues, but no stroke or anything. Then he had a bad knee replacement surgery and then had to have a double fusion spinal surgery, uh, a Tiger Woods type surgery there. So, yeah. So, so obviously, um, uh, Obviously, you know, he's had some medical issues, so, you know, we just hope it doesn't get, doesn't get worse because, um, right. you know, he is a very good actor and comedian, and I don't, I don't know, man, I just haven't, we have, he hasn't been out and about, obviously, with everything going on, it's hard to remember when things, um, you know, with, with it's, time has gotten weird, man. Like some people are like, do like you don't? I don't remember the Super Bowl from this year. I don't remember anything pre-COVID because the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. was the Patriots won, right? Kansas City, Kansas City won. See, Patriots was last year. It's already that distant. So, yep. Well, and I mean, granted, January will be a year ago in a couple months, but it seems like, like you said. Super Bowl, and that was what beginning of February or second week in February. Now that they've changed it, um, I mean, I went to Disneyland uh, with the group and my wife's friends beginning of February, and that felt like it was years ago. Um, and we were gonna go again uh, during their uh, spring break, but yep. didn't end up going. And I think it shut down anyways right before we were gonna go. I think it was shut down the week before. Yeah. It was yeah. the week I remember because you said you were going and then I remember we were talking and you're like, I guess we're not going. Yeah. So, and that's what's crazy too for me because like um, it was a year ago in March that we went or April, a year ago in April that we went to Disneyland with my son. Really? Oh, yeah. And it feels like that was so much longer ago and it was barely a year ago. And I'm like, man, it's going to be two years in this March, which, um, you know, we're better off going to Disney World probably now, especially, you know, with everything going on. But yeah, no, it's it's been crazy, you know, time just stands still and, you know, so... Well, and I mean, it goes faster when you're doing something, as we all know, like work. Hey, I had, you know, it was a long, boring day. It felt like I was there for 12 hours, but I was, you know, did my eight hours. Or other times, like, holy cra- you know, I was there for 12 hours and it felt like six hours. Yeah. Uh, more with this, and, you know, you get the shutdown, everything happening, not, you know, not trying to do as, as much in the beginning... And like I said, it's just like time stands still. It almost went went backwards at times. I mean, they're not even, they're not going to have the Pro Bowl this year. I mean, speaking of Which football, nobody really cares about that. Ex- exactly. And you know, it's it just seems like like you said, just time is stands still. I, mean, I still think two thousand is ten years ago. It's twenty years ago. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's that, that's that's what's crazy is this time has really it's really changed. So. Um, Next, we have Tim found something he's going to do a little quick little thing on. So you saw this movie about John Belushi? Yeah, I saw it like a couple weeks ago. It came out. I can't remember if I saw it on Facebook or something else. Um, it's a 
documentary on John Belushi. Obviously passed away um, way before his time. You know, all as kind of a, a Chris Farley. Um, you know, got his start in Saturday Night Live and uh, then went on, did Blues Brothers and uh, other movies as well. But most everyone knows him from, from the Saturday Night Live cast. That I think and was, Animal House. Yeah, and Animal House. Animal House. I, think, I feel like Animal House was a really big one for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, well, I mean, Blues Brothers was just a, a skit that they did on Saturday Night Live. Which and, turned into the movie. And they would turn it into the movie. Like I said, Animal House was was uh, another one that wasn't on Saturday Night Live. Um, but it's unbeforeseen um, footage after his death and then um, interviews as well. I know you have the little synopsis there. I really couldn't find that much of it. Uh, yeah, I so it's it- it's on IMDb and it says, Using previously unheard audio tapes recorded shortly after John Belushi's death, Director R.J. Cutler's documentary examines the too short life of once-in-a-generation talent who captured the hearts and funny bones of devoted audiences. And it does show multiple people who have passed away in the cast. So, you know, like Carrie Fisher, Harold Ramis, I know they both have passed away. So, uh, you know, Penny Marshall is another one. She's passed away as well. So I know that it's a lot of archived footage, but you can see, man, it's insane how many people are in this because you got to remember it was, you know, he was a Saturday Night Live alum, but there was a lot of outside characters who probably worked with them on different things. Okay, well, Carrie Fisher was in Blues Brothers with them. Um, a young Carrie Fisher uh, on that. She was the one that always tried to, to blow him up. And then they're at the end, too. In the, I didn't even think about that. In the sewer tunnel. Yep. Young Carrie Fisher. Um, but I, and a lot of people, especially because, you know, he was on Saturday Night Live with um, uh, Dan Aykroyd, obviously. Uh, Chevy, Chevy Chase. Chase. Yeah. Uh, and Chevy Mur- Chase is one of the, is the top billed person. Yeah. Bill, Bill Murray. Um, and obviously his brother is Jim Belushi, who is in literally every B movie you could think of exactly. from the 80s where you needed a person like Steven Seagal or no being serious. Like if you if there yep. was a movie that Steven Seagal or a, a B class action person did, John Belushi did it mm-hmm. in Jim Belushi. Jim Belushi. Sorry, Jim Belushi did it in a jokingly way. Yep. Exactly. And um, he had that sitcom for a while. And, you know, you never hear him talk about his brother, which is kind of weird. You know, Joaquin Phoenix, they always grill him about River Phoenix. You know, they never talk about it. So it's it, it, this should be a fun documentary. I'm excited to, to actually check it out because, you know, it's it's something different. It's not, you know, especially with what's going on like we talked about. There's something to take your mind off of things. You know, it's sad for his death. Like you said, like Chris Farley, taken too soon. Mm-hmm. And, you know... That, that he was that bigger-than-life type guy, especially SNL. Um, yeah, and you see a lot of people that will say, hey, I got into it because of, you know, Belushi, the, the Bill Murray's, uh, Chevy Chase, Dana Aykroyd's that I think they were the not-ready-for-prime-time players. Um, and in the 90s, you kind of had that resurgence of, um, you know, the, the Chris Farley's, David Spade's. Um, yep. All, all of those, the Kevin Nealon's, Adam Sandler's. And almost the same thing happened to that group. Like, they yep. lose one of their own. Uh, yep. Chris yep. Rock. I mean, I'll never forget, because uh, he died in 90, I think we talked about it, it was 96, 97, I think it was. Yeah. Um, it was whenever Without a Paddle was being recorded, because he was in the middle of filming that. 
Really? That movie. Yeah. He didn't finish the end of that movie. Chris Farley? Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. Without a paddle? Mm-hmm. Are you think, sure? No, it wasn't Men Out Without a Paddle. It was some... Almost Heroes. Yes, there you go. It's Almost Heroes, because I remember that movie. Yep. Um. So he didn't finish the movie, even though they had him in the end. That's crazy. Yeah. I watched it. I mean... I mean, obviously, they don't. They could have filmed it later. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so. he died in 97. And I'll remember, because I was like 10 or 11 at the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember just like the, the talking about the funeral. That was like the first like big name funeral I'd ever seen. And they showed David Spade and Chris Rock. And like they were both like Tommy Boy and Black Sheep were like they're they're like my two favorite movies. They're amazing. Yep. They're funny, and I can remember watching everything and being like, oh, you know, I I wish I was that funny kind of thing and watching everything. And uh, I know that I can just remember watching them all walking up, and I'm like, man, this is super sad. You don't realize how sad it is. Like, and the worst part is, is they show pictures of of him from like like four or five years before where he's being funny and looking all messy and sloppy and they like well look how bad his drugs got stuff like that yeah. it's just kind of depressing but yeah you know it's it'll be an interesting documentary to see there's more people are doing stuff like that because you can't go out and can't do a lot of stuff so they're getting archive footage and putting things together like this so this should be interesting to watch something that is actually like a lot a lot a lot of different you know, like you said, archived footage. It's not anything probably present day recorded minus maybe a couple of things. Yeah. Or nothing that you've seen already. I mean, right. I'm sure there's going to be some stuff, but a lot of it won't be. So, um, I believe it came out today on Showtime. So I'll probably be watching that within this next week or if not over the, uh, the Thanksgiving, which holiday. Tim hasn't watched the Mandalorian. So we can't cover that today, but yeah. yeah. Well, there's something about it, but just not, I've, I came in town Friday after work, so didn't have to. Maybe tonight. Maybe. We'll, um, we'll watch it. So the next thing, we have a local tie to Tim, actually. I don't know how much info Tim knows about this, but he put it on the agenda. So two dudes from uh, Tulare County in Visalia, their brothers, they're the ones that they're making the movie, which is out now, which I do need to watch tonight, um, Mel Gibson's movie Fat Man that we talked about. Yeah, I did not know. I know we talked about it earlier. I think you sent me the trailer, watched the trailer. I'm like, oh, man, that is an awesome movie. Mm-hmm. Really good premises, uh, you know, on it. And just the whole storyline. But, yeah, I was scrolling through because Google, you know, it'll give you some local articles or anything um, local if you have your um, location service set to it. So it came up and saying, hey, Tulare, brothers from Tulare County direct fat man mm-hmm. like what the heck i thought it was maybe like an indie film or something small release or you know something not the fat man that i thought of i'm like okay well tulare county's you know huge just basically from you know south south of fresno all the way down to like delano and i clicked on it it's like oh mount whitney high school visalia oh that's cool and yeah directed written by ian and asham nelms of visalia and I guess they said it, they, I don't know if this particular one, but it was like 10 years in the making. And I don't know if that is from when they first talked about it and then it got put on the back burner, yada, yada, right. or slowly but surely doing it. And I, I mean, mean, I mean, anyone in that industry, that's kind of like their thing. They say, 
you know, everyone, I think the joke is always going like everyone who's working in Hollywood has a script of some yeah, sort. Ex- exactly. Because people do, people don't realize there's a lot of famous comedians and people like that who made their money like to live was by writing small scripts and selling it. Cause people don't realize a lot of these studios buy a lot of scripts because they want to, they want to basically be the person that has first dibs on something. Yep. So you don't really hear about that too much, but um, it's a cool story. Yeah, no, really surprised. And I had no clue that the guys were from Tulare County, let alone um, one of the towns close where I'm currently residing. So well, and it's not, you don't really hear too much about anyone local like that doing anything th- like this. Exactly. You hear about some things, you know, uh, nothing too big, but this is kind of cool because it's Mel Gibson. And uh, aside from his shortcomings, people have started liking him more, especially in this comedic, dark comedic role like he was mm-hmm. in with the. Daddy's Home 2 was a good movie that I watched. Yeah. And then um, you also, you know, now they have this one called The Fat Man. And, you know, and remind me to tell you afterwards, I'm not going to spoil it because apparently more info has come out about it. It doesn't spoil it for me and you, but it'll spoil it for some people that won't want to know this. But I'll tell you afterwards. It's actually pretty, it's a pretty cool detail that they, about the fat they man? came out. Yeah, it came oh, out okay. about The Fat Man. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I mean, like. You know, whether these guys hit it big with it or Fat Man's a flop, I don't know. I thought it's a good premise, but, you know, only time. I heard it's doing pretty good, actually. And the statistics will tell. And I forgot, like you said, I forgot it came out already, like, what was it, last week or 10 days ago or something? Yeah. um, I listened to a radio show out of Sacramento, and they're like, yeah, I watched it. And I was like, wait, that thing's already out? I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, you hear about local people, like, around here, you get the... Movie theaters, obviously, you, know, you get the George Lucas out of Modesto and Jeremy um, Renner out of Modesto as, as well. I you got Jeremy Renner and you have um, Timothy Oliphant lived in Modesto. Person. Yeah. So he and actually was born in Hawaii and he went to Modesto High School. And mm-hmm. actually, my favorite, my favorite that I ever saw was, I don't think I ever told you this story, how we went to McDonald's one time and there was a bunch of people from track there, from like a college track team. This was like, poof, like right, I want to say it was when Even Stevens was out. One of the older brother from Even Stevens ran track for Sac State. And so he was really? running track at Stan State for a competition. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of people in the area that are actors, yeah. or, actresses, and you know. Like you said, or have ties to it they may have not have been born there but right. somehow their parents came which there timothy oliphant to, they came to modesto and exactly went through high school or you know we got the jc or I think Stan, he went to buy state connection or whatnot like that yeah um and then they you know go off go off from there like i know it at fresno state when my brother was going down there and in the same apartment complex it was right after Superbad came out and mclovin's brother was going to school at Fresno State and was in the same apartment complex. And I guess they did a party there because it was a lot of uh, college students. And the apartments, they were like townhouses they were set up for because the bedrooms were upstairs and downstairs and the middle was just all kitchen and living room. So if you had a party, it'd be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess one you know rumor got around that McLovin was coming over. Uh, and so all of a sudden, I was actually there that weekend doing something, hanging out with my brother whatnot, and I'm like, why can I not find a parking spot in anywhere? Normally, you know, you can't park under the covered. <laughs> and so I even, like, park outside. I'm like, what the heck? He's like, yeah, there's a big party going on, and rumor is, is it's 
McLovin's brother, who my brothers met or whatnot, but that he's here, so everyone and their mother came. And I guess he actually did show up, but then it was like, okay, you know, party a little bit, and it was like, all right, I gotta, it's, I gotta go. Kind of like when we saw, um, what's his name, the guy in Disneyland, Derek Huff. Yeah, it's a yeah, D bag, but, um, yeah. So it's pretty cool. I thought that was interesting since we talked about it earlier. Yeah, it's a weird tie. We when we both we didn't before we even knew it. We liked the movie, so it's kind of a cool thing. Um, the next one, I did not watch it because I saw the first five seconds of it, and I'm like, "What am I watching? <laughs> um, is this a live action Tom and Jerry? Wait, what? No, 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 no. It's the animated Tom and Jerry in the real world. In the real world, yeah. So they're animated, and yep. people people are interacting with them. Yep. It's kind of like um, what was that, Peter Cottontail or something like that? Was that the one? Let's just say Who Framed Roger Rabbit or the Bunny? Yeah. Who Framed Ro- pretty much? Or Tom and Jerry are, are animated. Oh, I know you're talking about. You're talking about the one that had um, the, James Corden as the voice of the Peter Rabbit. Y- yeah, and they were messing around in the garden or yep. whatnot. There. Yep. Yep. So I I watched it all the way through, and at first I thought it was going to be live action. I just wanted to see what Tom and Jerry looked like, but nope. The very beginning shows them walking down a road, and they're animated, but everyone else is real world that seems kind of lazy and it was very interesting i mean it's it's all tom and jerry-esque but instead of watching a whole bunch of i don't know 30 minute 20 minute cartoons it's gonna be a movie so um i probably won't watch it uh or if i do it'll be on background white noise um just because i like the old school Tom and Jerry's and it it was just weird. Yeah, I saw the first five seconds and I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. Pretty no, you, no worries for me. I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah, the the other 95 seconds you didn't miss much. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we'll just move on from that because yeah, uh, the next thing we have, um, Stranger Things season four has added Robert England to the cast. Don't mind the dog shaking and rattling his chain. The annoying dog. Awesome. Uh, but so Robert England, for those that don't know, if you don't know, I don't, I don't know. You're in, living in a hole. He is the original Freddy Krueger. And he, Freddy Krueger, sorry, Krueger, Krueger, Freddy Krueger. And um, there's been a lot of controversy around him because he did not give up the mantle himself. They asked him to step down and basically it got kind of... Um, I wouldn't say heated, but it was one of those situations where you were kind of like, well, you either tarnish the name of the leg, the legacy of, you know, Freddy Krueger or yeah. you just, you know, hand it down. So, cause I don't, was there any other f- after Freddy vs. Jason? Has there been another Freddy Krueger? Yeah, there was a new one. Was there a new one? I thought, Oh yeah, there was. Cause I took the wife to it cause it came on my birthday and that's the one character that she, Hates Jason, she loves, but she doesn't like Freddy Krueger. Does not like it. I had the only reason she went with me is because it was on my birthday. Um, because I think, and with Tim, I mean, he plays the role great. It's almost like you know, Gunnar Hansen when he was in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original one. I think he did one or two after that, maybe I can't remember. But the thing is, is as long as you could act and do the movements, nobody sees your face. I mean, his you see his a little bit more than, um, 
so Robert England was in Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah, I know he was Freddy, Freddy in Freddy vs. Jason. I don't know if there was another one after that 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 he was in. I can't rem- can't remember. Maybe one, but with him, I mean, he's still and he's um, he's up there in age, but he's in good enough shape. Um, it's not like all of a sudden, hey, in these in the younger original ones, he was in good shape, and now he's you know packed on some lbs. He's still good. He's old. He's I see him always at you know popping up at sci-fi conventions or you know Halloween conventions uh, all over the place because I mean he's got a, a cult following and he plays he he has that smile even with all the makeup on and everything even with it out he still has the looks and the smile because I mean. It wasn't like he had a full mask on, like Jason or somebody else. I mean, it was just a couple prosthetics, a little bit, that were, yeah, a little, a little bit of makeup adding, yeah. um, on it, and you could definitely when he does that Freddy stare, that Freddy look with that little grin, it's like, oh, yeah, you you are Freddy. So, so I, Freddy versus Jason was the last one, wasn't at movie for him, and then he did something called. A Nightmare on Elm Street, Real Nightmares, in 2005, but huh. I don't even know what the new Freddy Krueger movies are, because yeah. they there was a new one that came out, I want to say, um, not last year, but maybe the year after, I'll tell you right now, um, portrayed by Robert England, and then it has... Two different ones, and then Jackie Earl Haley. Hmm. That's not new. Is it almost like uh, Chewbacca or Peter Mayhew did it, but then for the more strenuous parts, that Finnish basketball guy did it, and then obviously once Peter passed, then he took over. Like they were grooming him to take over. Or yeah. Both, it was both of them in it. You know, obviously with Peter Mayhew and, and the medical issues that he had, he did more of the standing or more of the action parts, the Finnish guy did it, obviously going to take over, and then with, with yeah, Peter Mayhew's death, see. and the Finnish guy, Finnish guy. He Finnish guy. Okay. Yeah, I know. Also, oh, Nightmare on Elm Street, he played in 2010. There was a Nightmare on Elm Street in 2010. He played Freddy Krueger, the other guy. Hmm. Um, not Ro- the other the guy played it, not one. Robert. Yeah, the other guy did. A Nightmare on Elm Street. I think that, that was a long time. That was 2010. Ten Again, years. thinking, you know, 20 years, but it's just right. 10. And it says Jackie Earl Haley. That's who plays him huh. now. I mean. Interesting. But it's cool to see him come back in, in a Stranger Thing role since they're always getting people in those uh, late 80s, early 90s in previous seasons, kind of whatever deck they, they stage the season to where you get little cameos of some guys, or maybe they'll have yeah. not bigger parts in it, but they'll be in a couple different episodes. Yeah. And they're kind of just, they're there to not like they do add to the story, but they're also there to be like, Oh look, it's Freddy Krueger kind it's, of thing. Yep. Exactly. And they kind of add like these minimal things to it, or they can add a lot. You never know because yeah. 
I mean, I, I know the hard part is, is you don't want to be that person who doesn't hire someone because of whatever reason. And then they miss out on a good part because you always hear the what ifs, you know, what if so-and-so would have played this person? What if so-and-so would have played that person? Yep. You know, like people always say, what if, uh, what was the one I saw? Oh, what if Tom Selleck had it been Indiana Jones and not Harrison Ford? What would have happened to the series in yeah. that case? Yeah. And ironically enough, Chip and Dale are based off Tom Selleck and Harrison Ford. And it's the Magnum P.I. And the other one, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Indiana Jones. And then it's another one, too. Another one people don't know about. Um, uh, the reason why we didn't get more Pierce Brosnan James Bonds was because he was on that TV show. I can't remember what it was called, but they basically they were for they were going to give him the role, and they signed up for a new season of his TV show to combat him from being able to sign with the movie. Exactly because I want to say it's a similar. I'm gonna tell you right now what it is. It's gonna bother me if I don't. <laughs> the only um, Pierce Brosnan movie I know is Thomas Crown Affair. No, no, no. It wasn't a movie. It was a TV show. <laughs> no, I know that's a movie. He was in Mamma Mia too. Uh, that's true, but and I mean around the same time as you know. Once upon a time on an island, the world. He's in the. He's apparently he's friends with Simon Pegg too. Um, where's the TV? The that's not the I, Remington Steel. I haven't even found it yet, but that's the name of it. Remington huh. Steel is what he was in. Yep, really? 82 to 87. So they wanted him to take over because the James Bond films got somebody else. And that's why it was kind of like a weird, like limbo uh, type thingy that was going on. No Time to Die. Oh, that one hasn't come out yet. Casino Royale, Spectre, Doctor No. Let me see. Never Say Never Again. Wow, Sean Connery was still doing it at 83. Jeez, man. I forgot about there was a cartoon too, James Bond Jr. Um,. That don't have any of that, but no, yeah. So there's there's lots of little hidden Easter eggs that you, people don't know. Things get changed and um, James Bond movies. What that stupid thing keeps telling me that. So I mean, we went on a bit. That was a that was a real diversion right there. <laughs> um, but it'll be curious. To, I mean, just to kind of wrap it up, it'll be curious to see what character he plays in it. Will they have him kind of dressed in the similar outfit that he? Um, you know, whereas in all the Freddy Krueger movies or, you know, just how they put him in there, um, and, you know, cast him in their wise. Because it seems like in the previous ones, they would have some type of tie, tie, whether it's clothing style or something that he did to the actor's character that he's known for in that decade. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was pretty cool. And I mean, haven't heard of him since, you know, a uh, uh, Freddy Krueger movie or something comes out or hey we haven't had one in a while when what's going to happen and he's made like said, he's made little he's over. made little cameos here and there I think in some horror movies I'll tell you right now because I have his thing still up well it was up till I clicked on that stupid thing um because I I want to say people were like oh yeah you know he's kind of a cult classic person mm-hmm. and i have i have heard that people say like when he comes to your con he's like there to to be there and so jj villard's fairy tales he plays poor jetty hive head toilet so that's a horror thing spy kids it looks like he's doing a lot of voiceover and he oh he's this is cool in 2018 he played freddy, freddy krueger on the goldbergs 
Really? So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, I mean, he is still working. Um, He is, let's see, how old is he? Guess his age. He's got to be up there. Uh, 75. Um, mm, I can't do math. What year is it? 2020? 2020. What year was he born in? 47. Whoops. Calculator. So that means he's like 73? 73. Yeah. That's two years off. Plus or minus That's two still years. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I, I mean, didn't if think was he, betting, I didn't, if you're I didn't, a betting man. Yeah, I didn't think he was 80, but I figured he was in between that 80 to 70, 70 range. Yeah, 73. Wow, I didn't realize he was that old. Mm-hmm. But like I said, he doesn't look that old. He could still play the parts. And he look does, at, like he I said, does. it's not like he packed, you know, he's got a big gut on him or somewhere. It's like, oh, man. Uh, yeah, Freddy Cougars kind of went went downhill. He does look pretty good for his age. Been, been eating know. too many kids. Well, let us know what you think about Freddy Cougar. Uh, Facebook.com slash FOMOcast. Twitter, FOMO underscore cast. FOMO podcast. Instagram. FOMOcast Gaming on Facebook as well. And FOMOcast Gaming on TikTok. Um, the next- Actually, hold on. Before we move on really quick, and me and my wife got an argument about this. In the Freddy versus Jason, who wins? Not in the movie, in your own opinion. If they in were my to fight own each, thing? If they were to fight each other, who would ultimately win? Jason's always going to win. How? Because Jason doesn't go to sleep. Yeah, but Freddy Cougar attacks you in your dreams when you are asleep. Well, that's what I'm saying. No, that's what I'm saying. He doesn't go to sleep. Yeah, but it, it, would, it would be like Freddy Cougar all, lives in your dreams. Yeah, but he can come out of the dreams. Yeah. So, yeah, Jason will win hands down. No. Jason's Freddy, undead. Freddy will Jason's... No! Freddy will win. He's why in would your dreams. Freddy, why would Freddy win? He's in your dreams. It do, yeah, that's what I'm saying is Jason does not dream, though. Jason's a dead man. You just got to throw him back in the lake and he dies. No. He he keeps coming back. So does Freddy. He was a baby in the sewer in one the, of them. You saw him at the end of Freddy versus Jason. He cut off his head and, and Freddy still winked at you at the end. He wasn't dead. When you dream, he comes. I don't know, yeah, funny. but if you're not afraid, if you're not afraid, uh, Tim's wife, I'm not going to mention your name by name, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to text you when this gets over, I'm going to tell you, you're right. Yeah. I'm gonna, actually, you know what? I'm going to text her right now, and I'm going to tell her that the, he, he would always win. Um, as we move on from that. So hopefully you don't have any little kids, and they skip you know, yeah. forward, forward from this, and don't tell them not to dream, because that's a sad thing. Um. So next one, this was funny. So we talked about it a while back that Apple bought the rights to the Charlie Brown basically shows. So Charlie Brown Christmas, uh, The Great Pumpkin, Thanksgiving, all that stuff like that. Well, there's a thing out right now um, that basically uh, they're going to air both of them uh, on regular TV. Uh oh, the dog's gonna get. Is he getting stuck in the wires? <laughs> no, we're good. He just sat down. He has to go out to go to the bathroom. Oh, okay. He moved. Um. So basically, they're going to actually air the. They're going to air them on, on regular TV. Did they air the Halloween one on regular TV? Uh they made it available only for like so for much. Subscribers or no, something. no, no, no. It, they aired it. You could watch it for free. But it was only for a certain time. 
Oh, uh, okay. So it was on it, but it was only for... For so I mean it was on TV, but it was only for yeah. Say, it was it only it wasn't for, like on repeat or anything. like no. that. it was just for a limited. Yeah, it was on a it was on a limited time, and basically it, I think it was only like for a day or two, and that's they said that these two are going to basically be done. But just, I don't just know to if kind of give everyone the give them the opportunity yeah. to watch it because it's a weird that's a weird flex to buy that. Yeah. It's yeah. a really weird flex. You're kind of like, okay, I get it. You buy up certain properties so that way you can wa- you can have the rights to them. You can show them. It's why uh, NBC with the Peacock app, which we're talking about some apps later, Peacock did that because the office is such a huge draw. But the problem is, is they're gonna people are gonna be like, you know what? I'm not spending twenty bucks on a bunch of services. I'll break down and spend forty on buy on Apple because that's what I did was. Um, I've been buy, I buy Futurama whenever I remember I'll buy a, a season of Futurama on Apple. I have all the seasons of The Office on Apple and I have uh, all the Harry Potter movies on Apple. Mm. And basically the benefit is here's the cool part when I bought them originally when you buy them and let's say for instance you don't have an HD TV or let's say you HD but you don't have 4K it automatically upgrades them to 4K if that's available you also always keep them on that platform so if you switch switch apps you switch phones switch TVs you just log in and all that stuff is there doesn't have the download do nothing you can download it if you want to but you don't have to so um I just thought, you know, it's kind of a weird flex to get Charlie Brown, but I guess that's a good thing for the kid. I mean, the kids, I guess, they're going to want to watch it, so you're going to have to get it or something. Yeah. You know, go to Walmart. I'm sure they have it on DVD somewhere. Exactly. Or like you said, get it on iTunes or something like that if it's on there. Or just wait for it to come out on live TV and TiVo it, and there you go. Yeah. I guess it's not called TiVo anymore. DVR or whatever. DVR. Whatever you got. I think TiVo is still a service, though. Shows how old... I am. TiVo is still a service, I believe. I don't know in what capacity, but... So those that don't know, TiVo basically was your version of DVR now, and you could basically record everything, yep. and it was like a separate box. I was and, saying, and you had to pay like a monthly subscription on that to be able to use it. Yes. I think. Not- well, I think you, you bought it outright, and if you wanted a certain storage or something like that, then, then you had to pay for it. Yeah, yeah. And not in the beginning, not everything could be TiVo'd. Because I remember seeing, oh, hey, you could TiVo, you know, we're available on TiVo. But, yeah, that was, my aunt and uncle had one. That was back in the day. Yeah, which, well, yeah, yeah. The one that has the brewery? Nope. Oh, I was going to say, I figured (laughs) they probably did. (laughs) No, uh, they may have, but I don't see them that that often enough. No, I know the other ones... uh, did because we go over there and they would record because they lived in town so they got cable so when we would come over and they babysit us we would watch the shows that we didn't get out in the sticks because we only oh, had yeah. antenna and yeah. just like watch them seven idea. times like beavis and butthead and oh that, that beavis and butthead's the yes it was good um the next thing this is gonna be fun this is gonna be real fun so Tim hasn't seen the episode yet. I well, I want to keep this comment to this one at a minimum because this one frustrates me to no end. Because so people are complaining because there are boobs on the female Mandalorian in the Mandalorian show on the armor on the armor, which I freak I freaked out when I saw that it was Bo Katan. So I wasn't even paying attention to the armor. Like I was like I saw Spoiler the helmet. Spoiler alerts if nobody saw the 
Last two weeks week ago. Episode. Yeah, I was freaking out because I was like, "Oh my god, Bo- that's Bo- Bo-Katan. And I was like, "Wait, that, that's 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 her helmet." And I'm like, "Oh my, oh my god!" And then I was like, "Oh!" And then you know, every, pre- everything and, that happened. And a pre before that. Chris is more into the Mandalorian and knows like deeper dive into it. So he knew that was Bo-Katan. I had no clue who that was <laughs> um, on it because I, well, I just never got that deep into it. And on the ship, like you knew that those guys were the bad calamari guys. I didn't know that. So when everything happened with the child, Chris is like, Oh, I expected that. Or me and the wife were like, Oh my gosh, the child died. We're, we can't watch it anymore. So you got, so that's kind of where we, I guess you could say different in it where I'm just a casual observer of it. And Oh my gosh, got the shock and wow of it where Chris is like, Oh yeah, that doesn't, doesn't surprise me. So, well, yeah. So when we're talking, when Chris says that, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just, like I said, a general observer. So when the very, what was that Saturday night, probably, or Sunday, whenever we got on and we're gaming yes, again we together. Yes, we were playing, and he goes, I was the, telling the Chris, first text I get is, when you get on, you got to explain something to me. Yeah. And, and we, I'm like, was it that who that woman was? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, that, that was Bo-Katan. Plus she used to rule Mandalore. Things, yeah. Her her sister, Satine, was one of the leaders of Mandalore and is one of the saddest love stories. If you've never seen Clone Wars, you need to watch Clone Wars because you think uh, Anakin and Padme is a sad love story. You need to watch the story of, of Obi-Wan Kenobi and Satine because that one is devastating. And you get to see good old Darth Maul is mixed up in this like he always is. Um, I'll have to tell Tim about what happens because it's, it's super, super sad. It's not. It's just... It's one of those horrible things you don't want to do. And so seeing Bo-Katan, who is in Rebels and in Clone Wars, and in Rebels, she looks kind of haggard like she does now because she's trying to find... Well, she has the Darksaber in the end of, of uh, Rebels. Okay, well, I thought actually, you were the and, end of this last well, season of Mandalorian. I no, was, she, she... I was going to reach across the table uh, and punch you in the face. She, <laughs> she had it in the last episode you see her in, in Rebels, I believe... But that doesn't mean anything because, um, for those that don't know, this explains a lot. So, Connor from Gong Gong's Cantina um, taught me a lot about this. And so, but when you watch Rebels, this spoils it a little bit, but it explains. So, the Mandalorian's armor is basically like they develop things to fight against lightsabers and all this different stuff. Well, one of the girls, her name is Sabine Wren, she's a Mandalorian, created a machine to kill, uh, basically, basically they told her to design something that'll go, that'll basically destroy um, organic matter, and what it was is, is basically when it shoots Beskar armor, it gets magnified and it disintegrates the person inside the suit, and she is Mandalorian, so... Um, you know, I hope this comes to fruition through this because if we met Bo-Katan and they talk about Ahsoka, Sabine Wren is supposed to be with Ahsoka from the Rebels show looking for the Jedi. Um, no, now I can't remember his name now because I keep thinking Caleb, but that's not. Um, oh, you got to be kidding me. Ezra, Ezra Bridger. So he's looking for the Jedi Ezra Bridger, but. So she's going to be involved. And so I'm hopeful this kind of comes back around. And like that's why I was so excited because, I mean, you're seeing literally that that 
face shield, the, the helmet, that color is very distinct. Now to the complaint. She has boobies. She has boob plates. People are mad about that. It kind of died down pretty quick because, for those that don't know, there's a campaign against Gina Carano because she's um, right wing and people don't like what she has to say. So people have gotten mad at her. And so it's been, you know, focused on that. So I, I didn't that, want to focus too much on it, but they were complaining about the yeah. booby plates. Yeah. Well, and it was funny because then everyone says back, oh, to the armor maker in the first series chapter, whatever you want to call it, um, that obviously made the armor, uh, it did not have um, predominant. She had breastplates, but they were flat and not protruding like right the gallon this and one. So you never every, know you never know it's like oh my gosh and i saw it i'm like wow is this what we're getting to is you know you gotta you gotta think i think the big thing the big problem is is there was no complaints really about the first season because mm-hmm. no one no one knew what to expect yeah so now we have the second season and there everyone is demanding certain things because the expectations they've gotten and you know, like, so Connor has complained about certain things, but you got to think there's different people coming from different backgrounds. So some people might not like this episode because of this. Some might not like it because of that. But they're always going to be something that you're not going to like, and I'm okay with that. I don't mind when someone doesn't like something that I'm watching, but I don't like it when they bash it for 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 whatever reason. Like you, like I we're saying about the breastplates. That's just a small thingy, and I believe in the Mandalorian series, she does have. Kind of plates that do that, yeah. So yeah, and, well, and don't don't mind the kids screaming in the background. <laughs> and I didn't know because that actor actress, I'm like, man, she looks really familiar, really familiar. She's the sheriff from Longmire. She's also uh, I had no clue. She also voices the character of Bo-Katan. Yeah, and she yeah yeah, yeah. in she Clone vo- Wars yeah, and she Rebels voices that, but I obviously can't see her face. Wait, she's, she's the sheriff voice. in Longmire. Yep, she's the female sheriff in Longmire. I haven't gotten that far in Longmire to deal with her. Yeah. I, I don't know what episodes because I just kind of put it on when I'm ironing my shirts or whatnot. And I haven't watched it in a while because the sheriff in Longmire is the doctor on um, the the Meg. And then she is Bo-Katan in this. I'm like, man, she looks so familiar, so familiar. And I finally just looked her up. I'm like... Oh duh! And like I said, it does say she does the she was the, the voice, voice. and it was rumored it. for a long time. I'm like, that's so cool that she's gonna be doing that. Yeah, dud double dipped in it. So yeah, I saw that and I thought that was interesting. I'm like, really, of everything, I mean, unless there's something on down the road that I don't know about breastplates and whether they're flat or protruding a little bit, I just thought, like I said, I'm the more casual observer to it. I'm like. Really, this is what we're going to harp on. And I mean, it came up. I can't remember if it was in my Google feed or a Facebook post or whatnot. I'm like, really, because of her breastplates, not because of, hey, this actor is or actress is or character is in this season uh, or this episode of The Mandalorian gets introduced in this episode. It was more so, oh, her breastplate protruded a little bit. So let's write an article on that. So. But I guess if that's the only bad thing that came out of that episode, I guess it was a good episode. So. Yeah, I liked it. I won't spoil it for you. I'll let you watch it. So with that, we'll go into the biggest news, I think, besides the one after this one. Um, Deadpool 3 is announced and in the works and more than likely will be rated R. So Disney has approved 
Ryan Reynolds to move forward with season the with the, the third movie. Um, that's just so insane to me because I honestly thought they were going to put the kibosh on it because they didn't want him ruining the universe. But I honestly think that if you put him into the universe and bring the X Men in slowly, I mean, this is their opportunity to do that. And I think it's the first two, definitely the first one, um, did so well. And you know, he was made how, to play Deadpool. Exactly. And how Ryan Reynolds played it. I mean, he, yeah, you get a little bit of comedic relief in those Avenger movies. You know, everyone has it. You have the, the serious time. You have those couple little jokes that they throw in, you know, like Thor's kind of historically known for. I'm just going off it because I have never seen a single Avengers. Well, I'm sorry. I've seen two. Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. Those are the only, uh, I guess they're not even Avengers movie, but Marvel Cinematic Universe movies that I've seen. Um, but, you know, I see, you know, Thor, you know, throws his little dad jokes out there or whatnot, but to have an actual character in there that he is just, you know, is funny the whole time, can be serious when he needs to be, but more so he's, um, you know, he's the, he's the comedy character in it. Uh, I think would would be would be great for it, but I don't know. Like you said, you get the diehards on that, and you know, like I said, any any hate mail, Chris at FOMOcast.com. Well, you know that the big thing is, is so you are right because Thor in the Avengers movies is just he just plays the big dum dum that mm-hmm. he's like, what do you mean about this, and uh, how how can this? You know, he's just super blunt about everything. And he acts like he doesn't know what's going on, kind of thing. So it is yeah. kind of it's it it can can get annoying, um, but I think that he's made for it. Ryan Reynolds, as I said multiple times, that he basically um, he was he he had he did the Wolverine movie as a favor because he wanted to do the Deadpool movie, and they were saying that he wanted to do all this different stuff. It's insane, and I'm like. That's, you know, it, it, I wish, you know what I mean? I wish that he didn't have to, you know what I mean? Didn't have to do all the other stuff, but he did. And now he's yeah. got it, and I'm excited they're going to do it. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, the big thing is that it's going to be rated R2, especially with it being Disney. So I think it would almost have to be um, just with how the character and everything is and how he plays it if you put it as a as a PG-13 or like in... MA seventeen or whatever the the next rating is is I don't think you will get the um, full capacity of the character uh, in it be able to to capture the full character in it because you'd have to tone down some language and probably some stuff that you know you're like oh wait this was in the first two movies this should happen yeah but it's not oh wait it can't really have any PG-13. innuendo nothing like that yeah yep. exactly which that's what Deadpool is so Deadpool does. Um, the last thing we have before our Disney pile is kind of big. So Tim posted the first part about it and I had to add to it because HBO Max has reached a deal with Amazon and now they're working on their deal with Roku. So a lot of people don't realize that both services used to offer like a little mini subscription or something like that to HBO. Like you could get HBO now, I think it was, or HBO Go, one of the two. And basically, you had the mobile version where if you had uh, Amazon or Roku, you could get those at like a discounted price. The problem was is that 
HBO Max, they're like, well, we don't, they usually don't agree to the price that they're set forward. So they're like, well, we're going to take this percentage because we need to get paid this much. So it was a big ordeal. I'm glad Amazon has it. I'm waiting for the Roku because I have a Roku TV. And I've been checking daily, searching. Yeah, no, that would be a lot of help because, well, with us through our cell phones, because we're AT&T, we get HBO Max for free. So every time we want to watch HBO, I could watch on the PlayStation, but that's not connected to our living room TV. So I got to, you know, stream it through mirror it from my phone to the TV. But sometimes that doesn't always work or, you know, Amazon Prime. Uh, Netflix, Disney Plus, it's an app on the TV because, like you said, ours is the same thing like yours. Got the Roku built in. Boom, click on that app, and you're off and running. Or HBO Max, not not so much. So it uh, it kind of kind of stinks, and that sucks. And that's like the last really big one whoa, that. Whoa. All right, so we had some technical difficulties, and Tim, you were saying that. So the Roku is one of the last big service providers that yeah. hasn't conformed with all this stuff exactly and i mean it's not that they're not wanting to get it on there it's just you know, like i said some contractual issues or the, the fine print or whatnot are trying to get it on there. when you research all like because when this first happened i was like why can't i get this on here and then because i got the email saying just so you know um your roku is is gonna stop being able to stop supporting this and i was like really man i go what you know what? I go, this is frustrating. So I, I looked it up and I'm like, wait, what? And basically what it was, was they have these so, so much little fine print things that, I mean, you would never, there not, not in a million years would you think, oh, this is the problem that they're going to run into. But they do because they're just so specific. They're so precise on every little nuanced little thing. If they want to make sure they get their money, that's what happens. They have to make sure they get their money. Yeah. And that's what their both sides are doing. Um, I mean, if you've ever noticed, anyone who has regular TV, <laughs> what happens when DirecTV says, Oh, we're you're, we can't show you this network because your network's being a bunch of whatever. They'll they'll yep. they'll go they go low. Oh yeah, and it's like no, they don't want to pay you to have everything put onto the system. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you always see it whether it's oh Directv this channel may yep it's coming at the end of contract there there's no renewal so it may they have until Friday at midnight. But after midnight, if there's nothing there, it'll go off the air until they could come to an agreement exactly. on it. Or if you have an AT&T Uver or whatnot, um, that it'll be off the air for a while. And I've seen some of them where it's been off the air for like a couple weeks. And you click, the, the station will still be there. Yes. But it'll just say, you know, like, info it won't, not available. It won't show anything. And that's what's crazy to me is... Like I've seen a few where I'm like, whoa! I go, this is this is not, this is not good. I go, yeah. Wait, what happened? Because one time it happened, and I'm like, really? And I literally I had not watched TV in so long. I'm like, that can't be true. And <laughs> yeah. I went and checked because someone called me and said, hey, is your is your channel 13 gone? And I go, no, it's fine. And I looked and I'm like, yep. Oh man, this is not good. It's gone. And the the, the other bad part is is that, you know. People want to get mad at them and blame them. I'm like, no, you know what? This is called business. Yeah. 
Yeah. And here's the problem is business takes certain things. You have to do certain things. So don't sit here and act like you wouldn't do the same thing if it wasn't your company. It's why, you know, in in one job that I had to leave, you know, they were like, you know, I was like, there's no hard feelings is that my job's going to be eliminated. I know that's what's going to happen because it's a smart business move and they have to make sure they keep the business running. It's not about paying you. It's about keeping the business running. Exactly. And, and that, so that's what they're trying to, dis- to determine now is what they're going to do to keep everything running. Ex- exactly. And like, I mean, you see it all the time where a business buys out another business, um, you know, whether it's a movie industry or Disney buying someone else out or, or whatever, video games, you know, it's, oh, we're, we're all going to get fired when I was like, no, you'll be on until six months because that's not until we fully take everything over. Right. And does it say, hey, we're not going to fire you or anything. You could come back and reapply. We'll post your position. We'll kind of give you, you know, you got to come through, do the hiring process just because that's how, you know legal is and yep. doing it that way doesn't mean that we're gonna you're you're automatically fired or doesn't mean you're automatically hired too but you have a fighting if you're the best person for it then there you go and there may be some positions that get cut just because oh you know we're going to downsize or we don't feel it with our business we don't need that exact position we're going to move right. it more towards this position and what you know your response half the responsibilities are going to go to this position half these other responsibilities are going to the other position and hey if we um, don't open that position and we fear it could best go with these other ones. Well, you're, you're saving money right there. Yeah. It sucks. Or maybe a person out of a job, but like you said, at the end of the day, it's, it's a business. You could only lose money for so long. I mean, and I don't think, honestly, I don't think that Amazon loses any money. I think what the problem is, is that they had a deal that they feel like they got done dirty by HBO. And in reality, it's not being done dirty. HBO is trying to figure out more ways to make money. And that was by creating a network and app like everybody else is doing, you know, they're jumping on the train and speaking along those lines, you know, we were talking about earlier. So they had the fresh Prince reunion on there and um, I haven't watched it. I know Tim hasn't watched it, mm-hmm. but that thing was so highly watched that it was legitimately, I think it literally just aired not too long ago. I think it was like this weekend, like Friday it, or something. It was quick. Out. There was already come people going like, oh, hey, how come uh, Alfonso Ribeiro was not there when the old Aunt Vivian was doing his talk with her talk with um, Will? And like they squashed the beef on the set and... Mm-hmm. Well, shoot, wasn't it? It was Will Smith that got her fired, fired, mm-hmm. yeah, off the show. Mm-hmm. So, and that was however many years ago. I mean, I think, I think they said they, they, they didn't, they didn't, no, not they 30. didn't, yeah, yeah, has it been that long? But I mean, it's been, hasn't been just a handful of years, and they like have not talked or ceased communication since, right? This. And so. They've squashed it and health. Literally, I was like, "Oh, he wasn't there." I'm like, "Maybe he has something going on." He does host America's Funniest Home yeah. Videos. Well, and the thing is, is wasn't it between Will Smith and I can't remember. The well, name no. Vivian. So apparently, Alfonso Ribeiro, like when people got mad at Will Smith for the firing, yeah. he backed up Will Smith and said, "No, she was a horrible person on set." Yeah, but so, I mean, the, I mean, the the bigger beef was between. The two of them. It was, but it does say a lot when a person is not at uh, uh, yeah. an event. So I, I do understand why people were like, why wasn't he there? But he, yeah. he answered and, you know, 
I mean, I don't know what more that they want. Yeah. And, I mean, it could have been a thing. Maybe the directors didn't want him there. The producer, maybe Will Smith said, hey, you know what? I, you know. Well, no, but everybody else was there. So that yeah, was the thing. It wasn't It wasn't a one-on-one, but it was, everybody else was there. So Yeah. And I'm curious it, if they. He, he said that he was filming. They both said, we, I was filming America's Funniest Home Videos. I had to go. It was, yeah. I think, I don't know if it was I a last-minute deal or I what. I can't just but, say, oh, sorry, time out. We're going to move this. Like, I right. You hired a contract. We're, we're sorry. But yeah, I, I saw well, little snippets of it and it sounded like, I mean, both of them aired their grievances and here's what it was. And I mean, that was a while ago. Um, yeah. And they said it's pretty much, they squashed the beef now, and that's, it's yeah, it. They're, so they're grown adults now. I mean, not that they weren't back then, but I mean, we don't, is, we don't know if it's really squashed. We just know that they said it is. So, I yeah. mean, in reality, they could still hate each other and, uh, you know, never, you know, Want to deal with each other again, but I made for good TV. It made good for good TV, and that's what HBO Max is doing. Which I've been watching that Fifth Avenue lately. I watched all of um, Raised by Wolves. Fifth Avenue is a good show. There's a lot of good shows on there. I don't know what to keep watching, but um, you know, fingers crossed this thing gets solved so we can everyone can watch it. I watch it. Um, I watched it on my xbox so that's how i watched everything on that so i made it made it nice and easy for me i didn't have to worry about watching it on the tv in the living room because i don't i have a roku tv so it doesn't work on it so i watched it in here but a lot of people can't so we'll see hopefully they they reach a deal soon um before we get to our big group of stuff just remember facebook.com slash fomo cast twitter fomo underscore cast FOMO Podcast on Instagram, FOMO Cast Gaming on TikTok, and also search for us. It is fb.gg slash FOMO Cast Gaming, and we go live most nights. Um, so we have a big thing. We're going to go through it somewhat fast. Not crazy fast, but um, I know I bet your wife loves that second item. Uh, so the first thing is Adidas is going to release a Spider-Man Miles Morales themed shoes and the coolest part of the whole thing was tim shares the article and you look and there's a little teeny tiny little playstation logo on the shoe and i'm like that's legit that's super legit yeah no the shoes did look awesome um and they're not even style like i they're not even kind of like my style like i usually don't wear that style but i would get those they look so cool no exactly and it's ones where you could wear them if you want to, because you get, I mean, all these sneakerheads or whatnot where they buy the shoes, never wear them, keep them in the box, and just be a collector's item. And a lot of them, a lot of people or companies will make shoes that are just, they know that we're going to do They're a limited not, edition yeah. on them. You're going to keep them um, and not wear them and show them off on, on your collection, which is fine. Hey, that's people do comic books. I do freaking baseball cards. You know, everyone has has their thing uh, that they do. And if you could do it, great. Where this one, it looks like, I mean, you could either wear it um, if you want to or, you know, you got a man cave and put it up next to it or you're a big Spider-Man fan or whatnot. I mean, they looked... They looked awesome. I like the coloring in it, and especially with the PlayStation 5 releasing with the Miles Morales um, uh, exclusive video game in it. I mean, it ties perfectly to that. I mean, I'm sure it was playing out the whole time. But now knowing I'm not a big Spider-Man fan, uh, just, I mean, I never got into it. uh, But knowing the Miles Morales character and whatnot and seeing the 
gameplay footage from the PS5 game is like, oh, that that does look awesome. Yeah. It, so you, it's are a, you gonna are you gonna get it since that's your favorite? Uh, Oh man, character, and then and then you could play the game while wearing the shoes, and you'd be better. No man, I would not. I would not. I I don't. (laughs) I'm not buying any new games on the PlayStation Four, but I I would 100 percent buy those shoes. Those 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 shoes are so legit. Like when you first posted them, I'm like, they don't even look gimmicky. Like my wife has the Haunted Mansion, um, the no, the I think they're Asics. So I I think they're Asics. But she has them from the Run Disney event. She went and got oh, them. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's either Asics or New Balance. They're friggin' amazing. Yeah, no, they're New Balance. They're New Balance. Yeah. Yes, they're so awesome. To yeah, be a Super they, Mario, they do a good job on the the ones that they release there, and especially with it being New Balance, that it's a a good shoe, and they do it do it right. Did you see what pricing was on the Miles Morales? No. Once I didn't, I didn't catch it either. I know I'm asking for uh, Santa for Christmas. The um, oh, it's not available. The Ric Flair. They're used. Oh really? Well, they get them for the for the the wee one for the child. Wait, what? It says it released on the nineteenth. Wait, this item is sold out. Fuh. It gone. It's gone. It says it's a youth, though. Maybe they're just doing it in kids' sizes. I don't know. No, it can't be. Oh, it says kids' shoes. I guess it's only in kids. Huh. Okay, well, I missed out on it. So you heard that live, me finding out that well, you gotta I go suck. To, go to eBay. All right. Buy it um, three times as the much. The next one, because I know for a fact that Tim's wife loves Lilo and Stitch. Um, they're, it says they're doing a Lilo and Stitch live action movie. How does that even work? I have because no I believe that Lilo is very like it's she's like sacred to the Hawaiian people. The character of Lilo, because yeah. it's based off of something from Hawaiian culture. <coughs> yeah, I don't know how they're going to do it. The director looks like um, that he would be you know, Hawaiian or that Pacific Islander. Um, he has that, I can't remember his name. I just saw his face. He has that look. So hopefully they, they do it right. I know they've been doing a lot of like Disney. You gotta, gotta strike while the iron's hard doing the, the live action stuff. So, but Lilo and Stitch that really took me for, for a spin on that. And how are they going to do it? Cause they- Lilo, that's why she's not in the second movie is because, the Hawaiian people said, well, we can let you have it for one movie. Well, and yeah. then they were like, no, we don't. They didn't, they didn't even ask. They said, Oh, thank you. You know, they were very yes. kind about it. Yeah. You don't see her in a lot of different things. So I was kind of like, no. this is kind of weird. And even in the parks, you rarely see her. Rarely. Stitch. It's always stitch. stitch. Yes. Stitch, stitch. So, and I think that, like you said, could go back to, Hey, you could, you could use her for the movie. Maybe very little of, of advertising stuff, but as far as making money off of it on plushes or anything else, um, you could do Stitch because he was... An original creation by them. Yeah, and a, a manufactured character in the movie. Right. Um, where Lilo's, Lilo's not. I mean, you, you'll see her as a, as a walk-around character... Um, every now and again, I want, I want to say she was based, she was based on a, off of a, a, or a person or a, 
Like she a was, god or something? She was based off of something like a person in real life in Hawaii. So, um, yeah. you but, need uh, ask, you know what? But what we would do, we're going to cap it off on this one for now. What we'll do is ask your wife when you oh, get home how oh, she feels about the live action. Yeah, I don't even think she even, unless she saw my post, which I doubt it. Um, I don't even know if she even um, knows about it. But I'd be curious to see how they're going to do it in um, in it. Is it just going to be like The Lion King where it's the exact same, or Aladdin where it's pretty much the exact same movie but just live action? Or is it kind of going to be like Mulan where it's based on characters but a completely different um, story? And on here, I did not know this. Did you know... Um, that Lila was voiced. Does it say Dakota Fanning? What about? Oh no, Lilo and Stitch Two was voiced by Dakota Fanning. Lilo and Lilo and Stitch Two. I did not know that. Yeah, let me look. Um, Lilo from. Lilo and Stitch. Really? I don't care about Best Buy. So, film story results, I don't care about that one. Oh, my Disney. It doesn't say anything about it. Lilo Paliki. I think that's what it says. It's all Disney fandom, yeah. fandom, fandom stuff. It doesn't say based on... Yeah, she was voiced by three different people. Yeah, so I mean, we'll we'll see we'll see how this goes. I'm not optimistic about it, but I'll stay optimistic. They're gonna make money, uh, anyways, you know, because people are gonna watch it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, hopefully they do it. I mean, if they they did it right on the first one, um, and especially like Moana, where a lot of the Pacific Islander. Um, Hawaii culture, they they have a big say in it because you're doing a movie based on a lot of their ancestry. So you're going to have to do it, especially in The Rock. and Well, The Rock and... Um, oh, what's the girl's name that played Moana? Starts with an A. Uh, anyways. Yeah, but, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, From- Alani Cravalho. Yes. Uh, I think I butchered her last name. I said it more Portuguese than Hawaiian. Um <laughs> But were, and she was from, uh, I think, Honolulu area. So she, you know, born and raised there. And you could tell by um, her looks. She, you know, looks Hawaiian. And then you got The Rock, who's Samoan and whatnot. His family was, well, shoot, his dad was a high priest there. Um, That wasn't just a, he was in wrestling, his dad was. That was a character, but he actually was. His dad was the great Rocky Maivia. No, I'm sorry. His grandpa was Rocky Maivia. Yeah. Oh, and then his dad used the character in remembrance of the grandpa. No, his dad, his grandpa was a wrestler too. Was his grandpa? His, too? I think it went Rocky Maivia, and then his dad had a different name. I can't then, remember what his name. And then Dwayne um, Johnson just shortened it to the Rock. The. But anyways, I, I mean, what their their wrestling persona wasn't just a fake persona based on their heritage. They were actually high priestess or or however you want to call it um in their native homeland so i think if they're going to do this hopefully they they do it right and um i mean we'll probably 
watch it unless it gets some really bad reviews. We'll probably still watch it just to see that we did watch it um, once. So Disney will get our money no matter what, whether it's in the movie theaters or on Disney Plus. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll definitely ask my wife um, on that because it, the funny thing is, is when she was little, she looked almost spitting image of Lilo. Of Lilo. Yep. I guess whether it's true or not, I've heard it from multiple sources um, because my wife is from Hawaii or her heritage is, is Hawaii. Her grandpa um, lived in Hawaii um, before they came over to the States. And I guess they went back to their still family over on Oahu. So hopefully eventually one time when we get back there that we could go see them. So this is crazy. So this is, a, so we're talking about this as a side note, but this is kind of <laughs> crazy. So this is the rocks family tree. So his grandpa was Peter Mayavia. His dad was Rocky Johnson. Then it was him. He is related to Rikishi. You remember Rikishi? Uh, really? Rikishi, you know who that is, right? Hey. He was the one that hung out with Funkmaster Flex and yeah. Scotty Tuhati. Yeah, that was one of my brother's favorite characters. And then Umaga, who passed away, sadly, I believe. Um, he's also related <laughs> to Roman Reigns, who's a big, huge guy around wrestling now. And he's related to the Usos, Jimmy and Jay Uso. So, and it looks like they're his cousins. Because his, his, his uncles were Afa and Sika. And then he has cousins that were L.A. Smooth, Manu, and Samu. And then there was Black Pearl, and then Yorkozuna, and then the ones I told you about. And then he huh. it looks like he had a cousin that was Tonga Kid slash Tama, and then it was Rikishi and Umaga. That's crazy. That bloodline has got some famous wrestlers that is crazy. in it. I don't think there's anybody else that has that many ties to to them. You know, oh, okay, so they're so they're they're cousins by way of it's his grandpa's brother's okay that's lineage going down. That's where it crosses. So Still, yeah, though. so Rikishi and Roman Reigns and all of them are related to Rock through his the his grandpa. their their grandparents are the his their grandpas are the brothers are the brother. of the Rock's grandpa. So that's dude, that's deep. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, it is, but it kind of isn't. I mean, it doesn't go back that far. It's not like you got to go back to great, 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 great grandpa. Well, there wasn't televised but, wrestling for great. No, I know, I know, but I mean, just saying the the connection there, where it's like, oh yeah, we're technically like seventeenth cousin. Um, I have a drop of his blood in me. Um, but oh yeah, anyways, back to Lilo and Stitch is that so. When my wife was young, probably around Lilo's age, that they went back to Hawaii to visit family. And the dad hadn't been back there for a long time. There were some issues there. We'll leave it at that. Um, so he went back over there, and there was a lot of uh, Asian families. When, when they go to the beach, my wife would be playing, uh, and a lot of Asian families were stopping and taking pictures of her. So the parents were like, you know, her mom and dad, my in-laws were like, oh, whatever. And her grandpa told his son, which is uh, her parents, my in-laws, said, hey, keep an eye on her. She's like, well, yeah, we are. He's like, no, keep an eye on her. Because all that, you know, 
the Asian families were taking pictures because she looked like all the, you know, Pacific Islander high, uh, Hawaiian uh-huh. baby dolls or, or whatnot. And so like, oh, it looks just like her. And she's just sitting there playing. And he's like, be careful. She may get up and walk away. You know, hint, hint, wink, wink. Like, oh, people yeah. People will jack them because, you know, to say that they, they got them. And so I get, like I said, whether it's true or not, I don't know, but it's always a great story that um, a family came up and was like, oh, this is, you know, your daughter related to you. Yeah. Oh, we'll give you a, a million dollars for her right now. <laughs> and they're like, thought they were joking. What? And they're like, no, dead serious right now. And so the joke is, is, yeah, I wish I, you know, would have took it out and made a million dollars, you know, back in the early 90s and would have would have had that so she's the the million dollar million dollar child whether it's true or not i i don't know but multiple sources and and i'm like oh you're joking they're like no dead serious and the wife was right there she's like no i was i was serious and i didn't know (laughs) her her grandfather or grandmother on her dad's side the the grandmother passed a year before i came into the picture my wife's life so which i wish i would have but anyways but yeah it was it was crazy. Well, so, so hopefully she'll like the live action. We'll see what happens exactly. if she doesn't. Or hopefully, at least, you know, when I have kids, when we go back to Hawaii, that, I mean, you know, I'll sell them for a million dollars. I'll ask for two. I'll be greedy. You know, inflation. So, but, yeah. So we'll see see what it's what it's like. Let it, we'll see. We'll find out. And then let us know next time how she feels about live action. Yeah. Um. Well, the next one, I don't even know, man. I don't even know. Um, Mickey Braces. Oh, yeah. There was an an article that I saw on one of the pages that I follow that they're not the the braces, but I guess I should have put braces art. Right. They're like the rubber the rubber band type thingies. Yeah, or whatever. exactly. Yeah. And it's a little clip that goes on whatever the brace apparatus is on each tooth and it's just a little tiny mickey ears i saw it i'm like oh wow and i don't know if it is a disney product or if it's a third-party product that's just gonna sell them until disney says stop but i i saw that i'm like wow i didn't even know i thought once you had braces you couldn't really decorate them but Obviously, I guess I, you. I think, and it's so tiny that you can't. Yeah. Unless you, I had to zoom in on the picture, and I could still barely see them. It's legitimately. I think it's just a gimmick. Oh yeah, it's to get these, you know, teenage girls or elementary school girls to put them in and be like, "Oh, cool, look at this." And it's like, "Oh yeah, I guess that's cool." So, but I thought I'm just sitting there. Wow, I, I would say I've seen it all, but I'm sure there's going to be something else that will say i've seen it all so yeah um so oh i didn't even see this um we're gonna do rapid fire on some of these but so where yeah. was the d23 videos on youtube oh so it's because every year they have a uh, d23 expo this year with covid they didn't but they um posted- i thought it was every other year well, they do one big, big one in Anaheim, and then on the off years, they do it in, in Orlando, where this year they just did it. Uh, and it's a smaller one. It's not like the big one they do in Anaheim. Um, and the smaller ones, they, uh, like I said, do it in Orlando or base it over there, so that way they could hit both uh, both coasts, both parts of the United States. But this year, they released some YouTube videos, and it was pretty cool. Um, 
seen them, watching them there anywhere from, I think the shortest one is like 15 minutes, but most of them are 20 to 30 minutes. There's some longer ones on there, but it's on the, you know, if you want to get some Disney fix and they talk to different um, people in the Disney realm of things. It's not, I mean, they're all cast members, but mm-hmm. one of them from entertainment, another one from, um, uh, what is it? Senior manager of merchandise and how they came up with um, the lightsaber for this, or, Hey, we brought up this, le- what legendary lightsabers are we're going to bring out on. Um, but it's on the Disney D 23 YouTube channels. Uh, videos are about, you know, Epcot, Walt Disney world, Mickey and Minnie, Marvel, Star Wars, Galaxy's Edge, and Fantasia, and they're all grouped. Um, I did see the Galaxy's there. Edge one because I do know they were talking about how they were going to do. Um, what was it? It was going to be some sort of like. Um, there's a comic book that coincides with the Black Spire outpost, and so it was like a big old, big old deal about it because people were like so excited that they were going to have, um, like book about the black spire so i'm oh. sure they probably talk about that on the episode about uh galaxy's edge because yeah. it was a big thing about making it immersive so yeah. i'm gonna have to look that up and it's pretty cool like i said they're they're short videos it's not like it's an hour to hour and a half long panel um short and sweet it's just a you know one of the ambassador for walt disney world or for something and he's kind of the their narrator on it or the moderator i guess i should say and then they bring some other people in from their office uh, offices and and talk about it and ask questions so it was pretty cool i mean to get a little bit of a fix on it and to get a little bit more of an overview or a little deeper dive in, in some different things that's going on like the epcot one they talked about the ratatouille ride which is coming up and then like two days later they revealed the uh the marquee on it so it was it was pretty cool kind of seeing what what went into that that's and, pretty awesome and, and, and especially with the parks being closed you know leading into the next topic um you know it's cool to see stuff still going on and they're still working you know um so they have uh sadly this will tie into this so first um i want to thank dawn um she's a friend she's a cast member at disneyland who obviously is not working um, but they gave them pins because Avengers Campus was supposed to open this year. They were supposed to complete it. Um, we don't. I don't know the status. I'm pretty sure they're close to being done with it because they're kind of close to the same schedule as the the Guardians of the Galaxy ride we're going to talk about later in the East mm-hmm. Coast. And they were a little bit further ahead because they had gotten a jump start because I took away some of the backstage area. So I know some of it was already kind of being in the works before they even closed part of that. So... Um, you know, I'm hoping, you know, that them saying they're going to fast track Splash Mountain change over to Princess and the Frog means they do have some sort of idea when they're going to reopen, which as of right now, they're saying is um, March of next year, I think it is. So, I mean, it's obviously for those of you that are wondering, it's not what I want to hear either. So, you know, everyone's everyone has their opinion. And for me personally, it is what it is. You know, you're not going to be able to change it. California's they're that's where they're being, but you you should be happy because it maybe you know next time you go, um, Indiana Jones isn't going to break every time that you go on it. Which, mind you, I know someone who worked there who told me he goes most of the time, like he goes ninety five percent of the time when you see that. Um, Indiana Jones is broken down. Someone's hat fell off and they got the tracks and they jacked everything up. So. 
you know, if that's the case, then okay, you can't stop that. But they are doing significant keeping because you got to remember if they were to let any of those people go, the mechanical people, they would get a job in two seconds in any other company. Knott's Berry Farm would buy up all the higher end guys, you know, so they probably let some of them go. But I guarantee they're still in there maintaining everything because I bet you those rides run still. Oh, yeah, you have to. They you have, have to keep them through. going. Yeah, well, even when they close down for the night, the first thing they do in the morning is cycle them through. Yep. And like you said, with Indiana Jones, most of the downtime is resetting the ride and getting it cycled through. Yep. Like you said, they go out there, pick up the hat or whatever the spill is. Fix the piece that's maybe bent or whatever. Exactly. And fix yeah. it and then cycle it through. And that's a long, complicated ride. And, and up until Galaxy's Edge, that was the last new ride in the park. And the best way to get a, 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 a gauge of how exciting it is to do this... Go look up the videos you see of the Tower of Terror changeover to the Guardians of the Galaxy ride mission breakout in Disney's California Adventure. What you'll see is there's a person in there who has a checklist and they legitimately have to sit on this ride and go up and down to see if they have any visual things wrong. And I think they have to do it multiple times. It's not just once. Oh, probably. They have to look for if the screen looks damaged, if this looks wrong, if that looks wrong. And like, um, there was one, what did I see? I saw one, somebody posted on TikTok because they had a camera, they have a camera in there and they were like, yeah, we you know, recorded our friend getting scared and she's just sitting there just looking so bored and having to go up and down. So I'm sure there are a significant amount of people who are there and hopefully they get this refurbishment done fast. Because then when we come back, you're going to have another new ride. You know, yep. I know people are mad, but I'm not, the Song of the South, the, the one it's based off of, is r- ridiculously racist. And what you don't see is when you look at the characters themselves, those are portrayals of human beings, and it's not appropriate. It's it's racist. It's, it's gone. Yeah. Princess and the Frog, I actually want to finish watching it. I started watching it with the kid. It's really good. That's what a lot of people say. It is. The Princess and the Frog is really good because I think it's set like in the 50s or 60s. It's not set in present day. Yeah. It's set back in the day. And it just, I watched, I was watched, the part I got to is when she's trying to get this bakery, I think it is, and she's trying to get a loan or whatever. It was was really good. I really enjoyed it so far. But the kid obviously was like Teddy Moana, so we had to watch (laughs) Moana. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and like you said, when... Disneyland opens back up, you know, they'll fast track this uh, Princess on the Frog one, which I know they're going to do. They're probably already starting on it. Probably. Or they know, okay, when we get the drop, drop dead date to actually get in there and go for it, we've already done so much on it that instead of doing what we normally would do during the refurbishment, we already have that done. So it's just overlay, but yeah, it's just, yep. it's just blown. Yep. Go. But I mean, Avengers Campus, I think they already said they're testing out the Spider-Man ride vehicles and everything like that. Um, Yeah, so that'll be, well, it's supposed to happen this year, but that'll be next Next year. year. Um, Mickey Mickey and Minnie's Runaway World, I think that's going to be either end of next year or in 2022. And they're saying they're getting really quick on starting to put like the roof and buttoning up the interior. And as soon as they get that in, then... All the track and everything's laying because they mm-hmm. don't want you to take pictures or anything of, of what's going on, on the inside, even though you already know because uh, Disney World has it. But it's the same thing like when they did uh, uh, Star Wars and Rise of the Resistance. They left that little back piece off where you could see the 80s, 80s taken shape. Right. It's like, um, yeah, you see how everything else is not 
is already, you know, they have the sheeting up there. Yeah. You can't see inside of it, but they leave this little strip open and they built the AT-ATs outside first mm-hmm. so you could see, oh, hey, that's the head. Oh, that's the body. And then they construct. So everyone's like, oh, my gosh, oh, it's going to be a life-size AT-AT in there. And they left that little piece so everyone could see. And it was, huh, it was worse. Strategically positioned yeah it was you could see it on the top of the parking structure so they'll give you little hints like that but i mean as stuff is going to be you know where before it's like oh man we're going to get a veterans campus this year and then this next year and then that next year where you know covid and everything happened it shut down yeah it stinks um but once it opens up then it's going to be boom 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 everything opening or it may avengers campus may open when the park opens or they'll they've been working on it i have a strong feeling that they're working through, and they may have already finished most of the work for Avengers Campus. And mm-hmm. what that's going to lead to is they're going to those guys are going to move over to Splash Mountain because it's a lot more of animatronic type work. So there's probably it, it probably takes longer than a regular refurbishment just because they have to replace oh, all the electronic stuff. So and, much in there. Yep. No, exactly. So I mean, it was cool to see that they were going to quote-unquote fast track it i mean if you like splash mountain and the ride itself um i mean Mm -hmm. that's still gonna be there still gonna be a log flume ride it's just going to be they're not gonna redo the track or anything because that means they would have to take the whole mountain down yeah they're not gonna do that they're gonna you know take out replace the episodes of animatronics they're not gonna replace the track system or the flume system. They didn't do that when they retraced, uh, replaced Malstrong with frozen. It's the exact same track layout. Yep. Um, so they're just going to do different scenes and whatnot. And I mean, I'm, I'm excited for, I mean, I go on, I don't like going on it because you get soaking wet and the little whoop de whoops in there. It's not the big drop at the end that you, I don't get soaking wet on. It's the whoop de whoops in, in the middle when you go through the dark tunnel and I get soaked, um, on it, <laughs> but I mean, on a, hot day in uh in anaheim it's worth it so but yeah uh, it'll be good that they fast track it and i think it's just to get and and that's another ride it might not be new but that's another new experience to go to yeah when that opens or when that finally happens and that's not going to take that long you see what they did on guardians of the galaxy you know some people said oh they did it too fast but i mean it's i tower terror i hated that ride i i went on it once maybe twice Guardians of the Galaxy, I think I've gone on it five times, and I like it because I like that kind of music. I like the Guardians of the Galaxy. It takes my mind off well, and what's, of the elevator dropping, what's, and it just it seems like it's... They didn't change the ride or anything, No, but it seems like it's a lot better. Well, they changed it to where it bounces more, so yeah. it, it does that bouncing motion. But when we went for the grand opening, I was there for the ground opening, and the dude walks up. Mind you, we have our Guardians of the Galaxy gear on. I'm a part of a social club, and so we're, we're all guarded as a galaxy out. And he saw us, and he was one of the higher-ups. He was wearing a suit, and he walked up. He goes, you guys excited? I go, eh. He goes, did you like Tower of Terror? And I go, I hated it. He goes, really? He goes, well, I hated it too. He goes, I've been on this already eight times. Mm-hmm. And I was like, really? And you do, like, it's still, I don't like the feeling of weightlessness because I, I hate turbulence, a similar kind of thing. But like Tim said, the music takes everything out of it. You start feeling great, and then what's really crazy is is our buddy David. David, if you're listening, shouting you out. He had a popcorn bucket, I think it was, on this bag, or it was a stuffed animal. Literally, it floated in front of my wife's face because when it dropped, it went up in the air. And I'm like, that's just so cool because it literally is the same drop for the Mm -hmm. most part. 
And the only part, you know, spoiler alert for the ride, it's old enough now. There is one point where they're saying bye to you and you're like, oh, it's done. And then it drops one more time. Mm -hmm. And that drop right there is probably the scariest drop of the whole thing because you're expecting it the whole other time. You're not expecting it then because it's still doing the little bouncing Mm -hmm. motion. And but it's a very interactive ride. It's great. And, you know, all these rides are going to be dialed into the point where I don't even think, you know, Obviously, there's going to be problems where stuff's going to arise. Things are going to break down. It happens. It's called wear and tear. But I honestly think that um, everything's going to be a lot more dialed in, honestly. Well, and like you said, if you put a lot more interactive stuff into it because now it's more readily available and has proven itself, it's new technology or newer technology. So it's not made to probably run. Well, let's see. Disneyland opens at 8 and closes at midnight, what, 16 hours a day constantly running? Yeah. Um, and like you said, with the, back to the Guardians of the Galaxy, I think I like it more because, like you said, it's more interactive. I mean, Twilight Zone, Tower Tower, don't get me wrong, it was based on an episode of Twilight Zone. It was great. It did a great job on that, where this one is more interactive. So I'm not sitting there like, oh, I'm just staring down a long hallway. What's going on? Where this one, oh, hey, this is happening over here. It's happening over here. Rocket's doing this. Or Drax is doing that. Um, Star Lord's do, doing something else. Every scene, there's a lot going on. Where right. Zone Tower Terror, since it was set, you know, 50s and 60s, there's not that much going on. And like you said, with it sitting there, kind of bouncing, uh, it's like I said, I'll I'll go on it again. Like you said, it's that interactive feature. There's a lot going on on in each scene. So yeah, but let us know of our all of our places: facebook.com slash fomocast, Twitter fomo underscore cast, fomo podcast. Let us know where what ride you're excited to ride on, uh, stuff like that. We're gonna rapid fire. We've been going long, Tim. Um, so uh, Disney did unveil they um, refurbished the partner statue in Disneyland for Mickey Mouse's birthday. So it's all polished. You and see it looks the picture super of it? Cl- yeah, it looks oh awesome. Oh my gosh, it's crazy! You can tell people's hands much. and everything have tarnished that thing so much. Oh, and just that sunlight. I guess yeah. they said they really did like to keep it in that pristine patina. They did some fancy melting stuff and not melting bronze, but like a clear coat so. It's more reflective and doesn't tarnish all. Right. And it's the first time in I don't know, 60 years that they've done it. So right. It, lo- it pops. It, the- it looks sure fantastic. I'm sure the picture doesn't do it justice. No, it does not. Yeah. It looks good. Um, also, we have two Disney legends who are both Imagineers, correct? Uh, one's an Imagineer. Another one um, is Morse. He serves in, what does it say? Chief executive, chief officer. Uh for Walt Disney World. So they're both getting the they're they're going in the Hall of Fame but that also means they're getting their um stained glass window on Main Street. No, they this is completely they don't get it? completely different. Really? Yeah. So this is IAFA, um International Association for Amusement Parks and Attractions. That's the one every year they give Oh, out the, so it's national. Uh, yeah, they give out the awards um like when what was the new stuff that came out like rise of the resistance got best ride of the year or Hagrid's uh, roller coaster to get it's more international in all theme parks um where okay. the, the stained glass windows on main street that's disney related ju- yeah just disney so. which my wife actually got a class from someone who was having their stained glass window made 
Really? Yes. That's awesome. He was an Imagineer. She was when she went to her company's retreat in Chicago. They brought an Imagineer in, that's and awesome. he was developing it as they spoke. That's he's like dang. he's getting ready to retire. So that's good for him. Yeah. But just just really quick on the two. Um, the the first one probably you don't know of him, but you definitely know what he um, was co-creator in the Greg Hale. Um, it says he was Walt Disney World vice president. Um, 2016, he also served one year as the IAPA's uh, chairman, went on to serve multiple entertainment industry safety boards and numerous patents, including the one of the co-inventor of the Disney Parks FastPass system. Oh, wow. So, yeah, thank you very much for him so I don't have to stand in line that long. Yeah. Um, so that was cool on him. There was a third person, um, a Swedish guy. Uh, I, I can't remember what, obviously, a tie to amusement parks or attractions. Um, but these two were, were Disney guys. Um, and then Tony Baxter, I'm sure everyone knows Tony Baxter is uh, kind of AKA. A lot of people call him the stash or the man with the stash. Um, famous engineer was, uh, received the pre- prestigious Disney legend accolade in 2013. So there's your stained glass, um, for his work on attractions such as big thunder star, uh, star tours, journey into imagination, Indiana Jones, Splash Mountain, um, and his contributions to Disney theme parks, including revolutionary ride vehicles, um, and he's aided um, Imagineering in theme parks across the globe. So that's just a few of what he's done. He's done a lot more, um, and I think Big Thunder, uh, I think he was the one that like spearheaded the whole project on it, and I think possibly maybe Splash as well. Um, but everyone knows if you saw his face knows Tony Baxter and I'm sure his resume goes, um, on a lot longer as that. Those are just some, some hits on it. And like I said, he's worked for parks, um, across the world. So, uh, good, good for him and good for both of them, um, on it and getting accolades internationally. Yeah. So congratulations to them. And then the last two rapid fire, um, we did share some video, of the testing of the Guardians of the Galaxy ride, the coaster at um, Disney World, and then um, uh, did you did you see that the video of the coaster? Yeah, Dude, it's pretty it's that pretty gnarly. Is awesome. It's one of those ones that starts up backwards, basically, so it pulls you back. It was what it looks like, and yeah. then drops you into the roller coaster, which they have one. It's called Tidal Wave. At, at um, no. This one's called Tidal Wave, and it's at uh, Knott's Berry Farm, I think it was, Southern California. It's one where it Rip pulls you the up. One at the boardwalk, sorry. It pulls you up, and then it drops you, and it spins you, and you do a little loop-de-loop. Yeah. So, but it's it's basically like Expedition Everest, but the individual cars that you sit on those also rotate as well. Okay. So it would be like Honda so, kind of like the Honda Crazy Mansion. Mouse. They have the Crazy Mouse. Yeah, where it spins around at um, what you call it at any fair Great America. They also have yeah. one at Great America that's that's permanent like that. Yeah, um, so and then that's la- gonna look. That's gonna be it looks awesome. awesome. Lastly, we have the news that um, surprisingly they're gonna uh, um, start filming Black Panther two, July of twenty twenty one. Um, uh, I it's a. I, they haven't said how they're going to make everything play out, so you know, bear with us as we try to learn more. Um, it could be anything from they're changing the story to something's getting added, but um, 
I know that they have the best intentions in, in, in mind. Um, contrary to what I thought and what I was thinking was going to happen, didn't happen because um, they did not know about what was going on with Chadwick Boseman. I thought maybe he would know, they would know, but they did not know. So um, it's one of those things that's going to be difficult to try and replace him, so they're not going to do the probably go a different storyline. But um, it's just interesting to see that the filming does start in July, so... That means they have big plans, and uh, fingers crossed for everyone on that one that it's going to be something um, magical and also pays tribute to Chadwick because that's in. I feel like that's that's really important to me too. So um, let's uh, end it there. We've been going forever, guys. We missed out on a lot, but we're um, we're we're covering so much. So um, make sure to go to all of our locations, Facebook.com. Slash FOMO cast, Twitter FOMO underscore cast, FOMO podcast on Instagram, and then FOMO cast gaming on TikTok and search FOMO cast gaming. It's oh, I hit a bag. I thought that was the dog. Uh, it's FOMO, it's a fb.gg slash FOMO cast gaming, and um, that will get you to our gaming page. So for the FOMO cast, I'm Chris, I'm Tim, and we will see you next time. Yeah.